Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy, and I'm your co-host. And I am the ghost of Leslie. Hi, Amy. Ghost of Leslie. Leslie R.I.P. (laughs) Oh, no. What happened? Okay, so I... So, I love The Office, as you know. That's why I'm, like, obsessed with the fact that you live in Scranton. I love The Office. It's, like, my greatest show. I am holding up, because this is an audio medium, so it makes sense for me to hold up a prop to the camera that you will not see. (laughs) The Office BFF. It's a book written by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. So, that was Pam and Angela from Mm -hmm. The Office. Mm -hmm. And they have this book about their friendship and behind-the-scenes stuff. And they have a podcast, right? And they have a podcast called The Office Ladies, where they break down each episode of The Office. They have guest stars and people that worked on it, like producers, writers, Steve Carell, they're like Mindy Mm -hmm. Kaling, like DJ Nova, like they stop in, May Wilson. So it's really, really cool. So I have gotten the audiobook, and on, I'm trying to think, what day was it last week, the day that I died? Um... (laughs) It must have been like a Wednesday or something. I don't even remember when anymore. I, I, when think I was, died on a Wednesday. <laughs> when I died on a Wednesday, I was in my punk rock album. Um, yes, it was Wednesday. And I was so jazzed because I was walking from my job in Gramercy all the way to the theater district. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't walked so much, but I'm someone who used to walk from House Kitchen to Washington Heights or from, sure. you know, Gramercy to the Bronx. Like I was always walking around. I yeah. did not factor in that I did not have legs for the last two and a half years due to COVID because essentially sure. I have noodle legs now. Right. So I walk up there, they were going to be in town hall and I have my little Apple watch and it tells me I walked two miles and I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Getting back into being a human. And then I'm just sitting there, I'm standing there and it's kind of early and I'm just like, I'll just hang out here. It's fine. You know, watch people. I like to watch people watch in New York city. It's fun. And then all of a sudden, I get the sensation that I am on an airplane, you know, when your ears stuff up and then all of a sudden you hear like a buzz. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Things started to blur and everything was in slow motion. And I was like, what is happening? Oh, my God. So I had to find a wall, leaned up against it, and then just slither my way down to the ground. (laughs) That's what what I did. What happened? I fainted, essentially. Wow. So I'm there. And at some point, a really nice woman comes up. So she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And that kind of like brings me a little bit. And I'm like, I think I need water. I need water. And she's like, I'll be right back. And then she's gone for what feels like 20 years. But it was probably like a few minutes. Yeah. She brings me a cup of water. And she's like, I'm so sorry. They wouldn't give me a bottle. They only gave me pink for a cup. And I was like, this is fine. So I start sipping water. She's like, are you okay? Do you need to call an ambulance? I'm like, no, no, no. I think I'm going to be fine. Because the last thing I wanted to do was miss this event. Because, sure, you know, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey were going to be there. And I was like, I don't want to miss this event. This is like a dream come true. Yeah. And then I started thinking like, well, maybe I should just go home because I don't feel well. Like it'd be better for me to go home. So I tell the lady, no, I'm fine. You don't need to stay with me. Thank you so much. So the reason why I'm telling this story so that in the off chance that she hears this, holy shit, thank you. You saved my life because she did really come out for me. She didn't have to. I've seen people pass out and kept walking because I'm a New York. I'm an asshole. Sure. That was so kind of her. So thank you. Thank you so much. 
but the story is that I go on my phone once everything starts to kind of get back together and everything isn't blurry and I'm ordering a lift. And then I order a lift to take me to my Jersey City address from like over a year ago. And I was like, holy shit, no, that's not home. So oh, I had to cancel no. it. Oh no. And then I put my correct address and then I'm like, okay, so let me talk to like the people at the door. Cause you, if you attend the event, you get an autographed copy of the book. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want to get my book. I'll show them my ticket. And I'm like, just give me the book. I don't feel well. I'm going home. Sure. And they were like talking to different people and trying to get this for me. And as I'm waiting for my lift, they cancel. So I order another lift. They end up canceling. So I go oh to my Uber. God. That's I weird. Go to, to that app. They cancel again. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So then I'm just standing there and I'm just like, oh, I guess I should just like wait it out and see how I feel. And then I move over towards the stage door, which I did not realize was a stage door. And all of a sudden a black SUV shows up and Angela Kinsey pops out and she's like, hey guys. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I thought I was hallucinating. I was like, I'm clearly seeing things. I'm clearly back against the wall. Yeah. (laughs) No, but she actually was there. And that kind of sobered me up. The power celebrity guys. And I was like, oh, I suddenly felt better. I took some pictures of her and everything. And then a few minutes passed by, Jenna Fisher comes out and she's like, and everything. I end up being in like Jenna's like Instagram story, like taking (laughs) pictures. So I look completely normal, like nothing, like I hadn't fainted, like nothing was wrong. Yes. And then I was like, well, I got to see them. I'm still feeling a little weird. Let me just go home. Again, the lift cancels on me. So I'm like, this is God's way of telling yeah, me that go lift, into the show. That lift driver did not want to get you. You must have yeah, a bad, bad reputation amongst the lift drivers. I don't. I have a perfect rating. I over tip, to be they're honest. They're like, we're going to get this dicks. girl and she's going to like shit all over our car or something. Probably. But, <laughs> oh God, I, that did happen to me once, but that's a whole other story for another day. Anyways, the point is I did make it inside. And I survived and, or at least this is my ghost speaking, but mm. it was so fun. Those ladies are so funny. I was crying with them. I was laughing. It was amazing. Mm. And I just wanted you guys, it's obviously they're not paying me to do this because they don't know who the fuck I am, but pick up their book. I got the audio book as well as the book. Cause you get mm-hmm. all the pictures, but the audio book, they have Rain Wilson and like different people from the cast, like do little snippets. Creed plays a song. Is my boyfriend, Jim Halpert, involved in this? He's not. But oh. there are pictures of him okay. in the in the book. He's like but my soulmate. He is. I've always had a crush on Jim because I've always wanted a guy to pine away from me for years and years and for me to be so oblivious and kind of crushed on him too. And then one day we just realized we're meant for each other. And it's a fairy tale. Like, that's my dream. Okay. Well, I love him because he is a great prankster and I'm a huge prankster. (laughs) I'm a big fan of the practical joke. Love it so much. Humor is like the, an aphrodisiac for me. Yeah. And I just love him so much. I think. Yeah. Well, date a comic and you'll get over that. Um, Anyway. So I wanted to read these, these quotes from the back of the book because you, it's like, if you're an office fan, you'll get who wrote this. So this is the first one. I was there. I witnessed the genius of an enduring friendship. It was a lovely thing to behold. The Office BFS is a funny, charming, and completely honest account of two newly minted best friends and their unique experiences while working together on a certain NBC comedy. Although I think they should have called their book Soup Snakes, Steve Carell. Mm. <laughs> like, I thought maybe like this that whole was... Thing. I thought maybe that was a review of our podcast for a second there. <laughs> Snoop Snakes, yeah. <laughs> so listen to this one. I think you know exactly who wrote this one. If you like The Office, and even if you don't, but seriously, why? Why don't you? Rude. You'll love this endearing book from my pals, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. They share how their friendship carried them through the ups and downs of their pers- professional lives, personal lives, moments of heartache and moments of joy. The Office BFS is a celebration of the show but also a celebration of the power of female friendship. Who wrote that? That's got to be Mindy Kalin. Is that her name? Exactly. And then the last one I'm going to read to you is, I have learned more about The Office from Jenna and Angela's book than I did from working on the show. Hmm. Who would that be? (laughs) BJ Kevin, maybe? Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Wasn't he one of the writers too? Yes, he was. (laughs) And a producer and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to share that little tidbit. Um, The book is amazing. The audiobook is awesome. 
get it. They're not paying me, obviously. I don't work for big office. Nobody's paying NBC us. Or whatever. Nobody's, Nobody's paying, paying us. Nobody's <laughs> paying us. But thank you to the lady who saved my life and all those Lyft drivers for canceling on me because then I got to see this amazing show. Yeah. And I have nothing. I've done nothing. <laughs> So you were out like living your best life, dying all over the streets of New York. And yeah, I'm and here you know, like part doing laundry. of me was like, don't go into the show and like cause the scene and like pass out. Don't ruin their events. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so considerate that I was like, don't ruin. Don't make this about yeah. you. Like, you yeah. could die on your way home. Yeah. Don't ruin their events. <laughs> <laughs> I um, you know what? I just want to say real quick. I watched the George Carlin documentary last night. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I know Kevin Smith is in it. Well, I only watched part one. He wasn't. Okay. So I think he's in part two. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, I just grew up with George Carlin. Well, I shouldn't say that. Timmy and I were talking about this last night. We didn't really get introduced to George Carlin until the eighties, obviously. So we had missed the crazy coked up seventies version of George Carlin. (laughs) Um, But it, it was just, you know, I didn't realize like, what a love story him and his wife had like it was really crazy they just went through this really tumultuous time and they found their way back to each other and um excuse me she was like his biggest fan and like put her life completely on hold for it it's just a great it's a great show if anybody i'm 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 sure it it is Mm -hmm. is it on hbo Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think yeah. it was Judd Apatow. He it was Judd Apatow, put- who, yeah. as you recall, gave me the gift of the Ava Brothers in May at Last, the documentary. <laughs> so Judd Apatow is my boy. So, yeah, so I know George Carlin through Kevin Smith because I'm a millennial. And so I saw Dogma. him do that work and mm-hmm. then went back and was like, oh, this is who that guy is. And mm-hmm. thought he was like brilliant. And it, it was was a sight to be seen so yeah my parents loved him when we, when I was growing up so I was watching him at a very young age That's and then so inappropriate so the Gen Xers came to know him through Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure he was in that with them mm-hmm. and that's how we kind of knew him in a pop culture sense but brilliant, yeah. brilliant man all right so let's get started with the not brilliant reunion <laughs> of this shit show guys I just want to say something up front I love this show. Like, I know we I do. we're like, oh, it's so long and blah, blah, blah. You will never hear us, though, saying that we hate the show. We love it. I love it so much. I mean, we do this for free. It actually costs us money. To do this. It costs <laughs> us money to do this. Um, we're, it's a labor of love. Like, we just really honestly love the show. And I hate when I listen to podcasts of people who cover shows that they hate. Like, you know, they're hate like watching, watching. Yeah. We love this show. I do. Leslie does. I mean, that's why some of the people in it we hate because it's like, do you Mm -hmm. not realize there's a camera on you, buddy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start. This is the reunion part one, which why do we need two parts here? Why do we need two parts? We saw everything. We saw everything in the first part. I was like, there's another part to this. Well, we didn't see the experts come on and and go up against the final boss, Lindsay. So we will see that next week. Okay. So Leslie's going to start us off with just some snippets from the couples, correct? Yeah. In the beginning, the opening scene. Go ahead. So I have some quick sound bites. So this is like all the couples that are like getting reunited. They're on the stage. And Katina thinks that being part of your everyday life is a breath of fresh air. She mentions, you know, O says he has done a lot of self-reflection and growth from this experience, which we will later see. And it's like, who are you, dude? Are you an alien? Like, what just happened? I don't buy Um, it. (laughs) that's another thing okay and then michael is adamant that people don't really know him that they're jumping to conclusions or judging him based on 30 second sound bites and he Mm -hmm. appears to be really frustrated by that so i'm taking it that people did he didn't take well to a lot of the criticism that i did see on the maths groups about him even Mm -hmm. though i felt like he gave so much more than jasmina did i felt like jasmina got dragged a little more i agree um but jasmina couldn't give a shit she was like she did see herself on TV and thought like, wow, damn girl, you really acted crazy right there. So at least yeah. she was aware of her behavior. But she says that the comments from the public don't affect her. She only had to block one person, which is good. Was it you? you? Know? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't even follow them, honestly. I don't follow any of either. them. Because I, I don't want to get involved in that because the nope. more I know about these people off the show, 
the more I dislike them. Because this is my issue with the 90 days people. I know too much about them and I fucking hate them. Yes. Yes. I agree. Um, I just want to like, you know, there's some things that happen, I guess, off camera that we do need to address or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, I judge them by what we see. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to start with the whole cast. I love how Kevin introduces us this explosive two part reunion. And here we go. Dude, me fainting was more explosive than that. (laughs) All right. So we do learn that Mark has lost some weight and Kevin asks if it's Lindsay's influence. He doesn't answer that question. He just says he lost 40 pounds. And then he eats sushi now. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. So now we're going to start with some footage of the honeymoon in which Alyssa is telling the girls that she and Chris, okay, so this is after the tennis, guys, where she's screaming that she hates him. Mm-hmm. The next day, she's meeting with the girls, and they're like, how was your activity? And she's like, oh, we played tennis. It was great. What? Yeah. So Kevin asks Alyssa why she wasn't honest in that moment, and she says, I didn't feel comfortable. I did not need to see her again. We did not need to see her ever again. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Chris says she was done by the wedding, so he's not sure, like, what's going on. And Kev asks Alyssa, is it a false narrative that you wanted to be in the building with the girls? And she said, yes, that's a false narrative. We live too far from the apartments, and if we were going to film, I didn't want to be driving. Yeah, okay. We have it on film. We have you literally saying, I want to be part of this experience, and it's not fair that I'm not going to be able to be. Yeah, so, experience, okay. experience, experience. Not about the marriage or right. yep. Yeah. So then she says she told the girls that they would hang out constantly and they've st- stayed true to that. Okay. Who is hanging out with Alyssa? They need to reveal themselves. I need to see the footage. Yeah, I need reveal yourselves right now because you're gonna not that this matters at all, but you will be blacklisted by us. <laughs> There is no you. way the Katina has time for that tomfoolery or Jasmina. Mm-mm, and Lizzie mm-mm. clearly hates her. So who is she hanging out with? I have no idea. I have no idea. So now we get Lindsay's take. And she says that Chris is honest and genuine. Oh, I'm sorry. Chris is honest and genuine <laughs> and kind. And always in and said, like, Alyssa put in zero effort here. Mm-hmm. So now we take Lindsay to task for her comments about Steve and Noy. So you recall when they went on the couples retreat, Lindsay came for my man mm-hmm. and it did not go well in her favor. So we see the clip where she said, oh, a jobless husband and a stay-at-home mother. Ho, ho, ho. Let's see how that works out. Steve being the emotional maturity, the, uh, the center of emotional maturity goes, Throughout the experiment, I did my best to keep my energy separate from Lindsay because I could tell pretty early on that we weren't going to mix well together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in that moment at the retreat, everyone was chill. And I thought, maybe I'll make a joke. So he made, if you recall, he made some lame joke about, oh, and Lindsay. And, oh, uh, Elijah, does this mean that Lindsay started the fight? Ha, 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 on the plane? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I don't, there had to be more context that we were not getting there. And she came for him as she always does then we see steve apologize and he tells us now that he apologized a few times and he just you know what he just doesn't like her she talks trash about everyone and he says on the airplane on their way to the honeymoon he told noi you can hang out with Lindsay, that's fine but don't trust her because bitch be spilling secrets all over the place Noi did not listen and she told Lindsay something about their sex life and Lindsay blabbed to the producer. Yeah, that was gross. Yep. And Noi says, our producer told us that you told them this. Now, Lindsay explains it by saying, that's not what happened. We were on a bus. We were talking about it. The producer yelled back, hey guys, don't forget you're mic'd. So, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody's going to hear this. And Noi looked like she was a kid caught with their hand in the cookie jar. And I thought for a second, I don't often say this, but I think Lindsay's telling the truth here. And I think Noy didn't know how to tell Steve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's just my take. So Steve says, you know, you just always have excuses. Whatever, Lindsay, like fuck off. He is too cool for school. He does not need her. 
He doesn't need her. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No one does. So now we get, um, Kevin is going to do sit downs with the individual couples. So he's going to sit down with Katina and O. So go ahead and tell us what happens there. So they walk in hand in hand. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I was like, okay. It looks like they're still together. But, you know, things could be deceitful with this show. So anyway, they sit down and Kevin Frazier is like, I have to be honest, I thought there's no way in hell this couple's going to work. That's how he starts things off. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Kevin, let them get situated. They like, Katina still, her ass was still not on the seat. They're like, yeah, well, you're going to work, my opinion. I was like, (laughs) holy shit. So Owen and Katina are flabbergasted, acting like we didn't see them at their worst moments. They were like, what? Us? The perfect couple? Right. And he thought and let's, that, let's oh, just address really quick what Katina's wearing, that wig. What are your thoughts? So it's kind of like a Cleopatra wig. Mm-hmm. It's very like you the know, severe bang. And it had the bang and everything. Mm-hmm. She has like a the red dress, which is I think it's a poly um cotton blend mm-hmm. because it's not super shiny, so it can't be like satin. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. I was looking at it. I was like, she looks really cute. Elijah, he's a good looking man, so he looks good in anything really. So But did you fine. like that wig on her? Because I like her natural hair better. I don't like it. I think okay. it was too blunt of a look for her beautiful mm-hmm. face. Like, I don't know. I she think that is has she... gorgeous. Like she could She's put on gorgeous. trash bag and show up. I, I feel like, like the she... bangs. I think that's what it was. It was the bangs yeah. that I wasn't yeah. into. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious as our, to... as our resident style expert, what you thought about <laughs> style this. Style expert word. <laughs> I wear like $20 like dresses from like <laughs> a Chinese company. <laughs> So Owen Katina are like, oh my God, what, what are you talking about? And okay. He, he's gone. So Owen was too over the top and she says she was trying to live her life. So in his mind, it wasn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. So the first question Kevin asked is if, don't you think that the dance was a bit too much? And we get the flashback of him kind of giving her a lap dance, lifting his shirt up during the wedding reception with the whole family. Yep. And I'm like, Amy is blushing right now. Yep. She's like, meet you out. for a fan. Mm-hmm. And she's like mm-hmm. crazy. The water bottle. And according to, oh, he says that wasn't inappropriate because you got to be yourself. You got to be yourself. Thing. Mm-hmm. So Katina, being the old apologist that she is, thought it was fine, even though it was in front of her family. But she tells Kevin that seeing the footage back and watching O crying in his groomsmen's arms prior to the wedding, like we saw that he was getting like really emotional, was surprising to her because she wasn't emotional on the wedding day. Her, she was like cool as a cucumber. Like the one that yeah. was like freaking out was Jasmina. She was like, ah, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm puke. Whereas Katina was like, she was fine. Oh, is crying. When I was like, Mr. Player is crying. He is mourning the death of his single life. And that's what <laughs> I took it as. And then O tells us that he was crying because his parents weren't there at the wedding. Mm, his, yeah. his father passed away when he was 16. And apparently his mom is battling some sort of illness. So she couldn't mm-hmm. be there. Breast cancer, um, I think. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but he says... He does say he believes his father chose this woman for him and reflected, you know, reflected on that. He started choking and choking up for <laughs> choking. <laughs> he reached over and started choking Kadena. They were and choking no each other. <laughs> it was like Homer Simpson choking part. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. He got choked up. He was really emotional during the clip. And as he was telling that moment, retelling it, he was choked up again. So. And he said that he was also smitten by Katina, which we saw when he saw, he could not stop smiling and telling her, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. Like he was just, and she was just like, thank you. She was giving the hot girl answer. Like, I know, calm down. I know. Thank you. Keep it coming. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. My my cousin does that. She's fucking gorgeous. I hate her. (laughs) It was just her birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So then Kevin points out how important cooking and having a home-cooked meal was for O. This was like the thing that we got every fucking week about being a wife and you're a wife and your wife level and your wife mm-hmm. duties and cooking mm-hmm. and this and everything. And we get all these flashbacks about all these times that O is being a caveman. And my favorite part of the clips was Dr. Viviana asking Elijah one, didn't you eat before being married? Which was <laughs> awesome shade. Because it was like, I expect this. It's like, so she, you didn't eat before this? Like, yep. he's yep. like, no, I'll grab something. 
And I was like, yeah, so you could do that still. Um, So that was, that was like the best part. Mm -hmm. But he said, well, that's what I really wanted. That's what I asked for. So of course he could be a dick about it because he requested a wife that would cook and be barefoot and pregnant essentially. So Katina is asked, what was it like living through it? And the funny part was that he was cooking, the, the cooking was so bad. It was inedible. So like, was that, like, how did you feel about that? And then she says, okay, it wasn't inedible. What happened was, what happened was that there was one time I was cooking a chicken in the air fryer and I wasn't paying attention. And then I took it out and then it wasn't cooked all the way through. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Hey, I feel her. I can't figure out those fucking air fryers. I feel I, you. I have one because I got a like part of work raffle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've never used it. It's yeah, just I can't figure collecting it out. dust. I mm-hmm. don't know what to do with that. No. Um, I know how to use a George Foreman grill though, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm mm-hmm. good at that. Do you, do you ever step on it? <laughs> yes. When I wake up in the morning, I like to smell a sweet um, vegan bacon. I step on it. Excuse <laughs> me. I like breakfast in bed. <laughs> office reference you guys but yeah I just kept yelling like mofo you can't cook for yourself that's what I was yelling yeah, at yeah but now they're at such a good place because if she doesn't feel like cooking then he'll be like fine we'll order takeout go to a restaurant and I'm like or you can cook or you can cook dude you know how to operate a stove and then he keeps talking about well Katina enjoys going out to the restaurant so they would do that from time to time mm-hmm. and Kevin's like look at the growth in this man Kevin was like crushing on him he like was crushing everything on him. Mm-hmm. was saying he was like shifting yep. in his seat adjusting his dick he was like oh my god this man is amazing wow. like <laughs> that's what it felt like he just kept adjusting his seat I was like are you fixing your, your boner like what's wow going on do now? you think he got all boned up <laughs> <laughs> for O <laughs> listen <laughs> so Katina insisted that she knew she had that he had this growth in him that she saw that potential that she needed to be patient because there were so many times you could play back episodes of this podcast where I'm just like girl run like mm-hmm. what are you doing we're this all is doing that. Cause. Yep. and she's like no I believed in him and then so always happy that you know his wife did not listen to the social media and all the people telling her run girl run the keyboard and warriors or something he called them I forget yeah what it was. mm-hmm Stuck by her husband as a good wife would, you know? Yep. yep. And I was just like, oh, Lord, here we go. So then Kevin then asked Olajuwon, you have doubted your wife a lot. Is there anything you can do for her to give her validation? And then suspenseful music plays. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, clears his throat. Then he says, I'm going to look at you in the face when I say this to you. So you know I mean it. Which was like, gets- a, which was something like people have threatened me with <laughs> yeah like I'm gonna look you in the face so you know that I mean that I'm gonna beat your ass essentially like that's kind of like how my mom would speak to me but yeah, in Spanish like I feel like my sister has said that to me before and then beat the shit yeah. on me <laughs> yeah my mom in Spanish I've heard that <laughs> and then he gets down on one knee cuts the commercials and I was like what the okay now and after Mm-mm. the break they're sitting back on the couch as if nothing happened. What the fuck? It was like horrible. I'm like, did I miss something? So I'm rewinding back and forth. No, it was just sloppy editing. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, we go back in time mm-hmm. and they're still talking on the couch. And I'm like, what is so happening? weird? And then he's talking about something and I'm like, I don't really care. I just want to get to the, the bending knee part. Like mm-hmm. I'm missing something. So then we get the moment again where he gets on one knee he pulls out a ring and tells her that he hopes that now that she knows her husband, who he truly is or whatever, that she continues this journey with him. And she is crying. The ring looks huge. We didn't get a real close-up of the ring. So I was like, what's going on? There's a fake. Cupid's according. What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. But it looked big and flashy. But I was like, why didn't we get like a full shot of that? Like, I want to really see it. Well, clearly he didn't do the infomercial that Steve did <laughs> to, no. to be able to show the diamond. <laughs> exactly so she breaks down and starts crying they embrace and Kevin is just watching at the edge of his seat you know jerking off in his mind and O says (laughs) something interesting he says when everyone on the internet was doubting her husband like he goes again with this you stuck by me so it's like I have something to say about this did you find her reaction weird and then also this is the thing that happens 
she goes oh I love you but she's looking kind of at Kevin as she says yeah, that it's this weird. is the first time I said this to him he's like oh I love you too I was like what what is happening like compare her reaction to noise reaction no noise reaction was like joyous yeah seriously crying and stuff where Katina was more like surprised I think she was caught off guard and didn't know how to react in the moment but I don't know to ma'am. say I love you and she's looking at Kevin while saying that I was like what is happening she did not shed a tear which maybe this was has- like a they had to do a redo maybe she did get emotional and they did a redo because it seemed really off she had said in the past that she's not an emotional person mm-hmm. but I mean she but we just- did see her crying all we the did. fucking time I just feel like it was guys come at us and let us know in the comments like do you in, in the comments of what I don't know maybe on our Facebook page, on our Instagram. Maybe on Instagram um do you agree that she reacted strangely I just felt like it was real cold when she looked at Kevin and said oh I love you and then she goes this is the first time I've ever said it I was like wait what yeah that was what got me that tripped me it didn't feel authentic yeah. It didn't feel I think it was probably like a reshoot for whatever reason. Been. Maybe they couldn't use because the fact that he's getting down to one knee and then we cut back from commercial and they're back on the couch. I think it was probably like a reset. Like, I don't Maybe. know. It feels a little Maybe. weird. Maybe. So, oh, it's now reformed. He and Isaac are harmoniously one. Katina, you saved this man. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that uh, it for them? Well, you know, at the end of the segment, he was saying that you choose this process, you give it your all, you just go through it, you see it through the end. And I was like, are you giving shade to Alyssa? Because that's kind of how it felt. Like she was not, she didn't give it a chance, whereas he stuck it out and look what happened. And then they do talk about the dating app incident again. We get to hear that. Did they overreact? He finally says that he did. Yeah. He went about how it's different way he agrees bringing it up in front of the group was inappropriate so it's like he's saying all the right things and kevin is like fucking foaming at the mouth oh my god (laughs) oh god you know i'm doing jerking off motions guys (laughs) very classy of me remember Um, i'm a ghost it's okay (laughs) kevin's finest moment was with chris in atlanta was it atlanta yeah chris and Paige. And he's like screaming at him backstage, stop showing your ass, man. Stop showing your ass. That's a whole lot. Oh, I want to watch that. I'll look that up. But yeah, so this is like, he asked them, where do you see yourself in five years? And they said they probably will have a child and they both agree. And that's kind of it. So, I, oh yeah, I don't he think also, he sold his house, guys. The ugly ass kitchen that he mm-hmm. had in his ugly house. Yeah, he mm-hmm. sold the house and now they're mm-hmm. living in an apartment. <laughs> I don't think they're going to last. I don't think they're going to make, I don't think they'll have kids. I think that they'll be together maybe until the next cast comes on. Her reaction to that ring spoke volumes, in my opinion. Okay. I felt like Jasmina was more excited about it backstage than she was. Yes. Jasmina was like actually crying and was like, oh my Mm -hmm. God. Mm Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go on to Alyssa and Chris, everybody's favorite couple. Oh, the couple Mm -hmm. of the year. We think Alyssa is going to po- apologize because she's like, Kevin, I want to say something up front. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then instead, she begins mounting a defense of her actions by pretty much saying she panicked because she didn't get what she wanted and she was out of her mind. Do her and Olajuwon think like this was a situation where you just put in an order? Like, I'm going to put in the order of what I wanted. Yeah, because if I don't get the right shit, I get a refund. It's kind of like weird sciency. Like they just put yeah. everything into a computer. And it's like, here's the perfect woman. Here's the perfect man. And Kelly LeBron pops out. I don't exactly. Know. So she came into this for the right reasons. And Kev's like, are you saying that you wish you gave Mark, uh, gave Mark, listen to me. Are you saying that you wish you gave Chris a chance? And she won't answer that question. Nope. She talks around it. And she references again, the groomsman conversation. And we see it. And I realized it was really shitty. she knew right then and there they were not compatible they did not have the same core beliefs now she keeps talking about his core beliefs and if we recall she mentioned seeing the famous instagram photo of him remember Mm -hmm. so she saw an instagram photo of him where he's wearing a black lives matters t-shirt and that is what she's talking about with the core values 
Yeah. She probably thinks he's anti police or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Police lives matter. I don't know. Whatever. Who lives? That's not even a thing unless you're smart. Yeah. Whatever. So Chris <laughs> says, this is really frustrating. Like, I understand you were disappointed. Fine. But like how you treat people after that happens, that you can control. And he's like, watching the stuff I didn't see, like the clips of her calling me a fucking used car salesman. I like all of that nonsense when she thought no one was looking. If I saw that earlier, I would have been done. I would have been Mm -hmm. done the minute I knew that was happening. She sits there like an idiot and she tries to say that she wasn't mentally aware of what she was saying. Um, Yeah. She on drugs the whole time? How are you not mentally aware? They show us clips, guys. She's aware of what she's saying. She's aware of what she's saying. So she Kevin, hates him. I hate him. I hate the experts. I hate the world. Yeah. Yep, look at his hand gestures. It's whenever she thought she wasn't being recorded. Remember? Mm-hmm. So Kevin says, if you knew this wasn't what you wanted, why'd you get on plane and go to the honeymoon? And she says, I thought we had to. Chris says, it was on the honeymoon that I started to notice a shift in the language from process to experience. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized what she was here for. And she denies this. And she's like, when you were saying I wasn't here for the right reasons, it kept triggering me. And let me tell you something, her voice was shaking and that was triggering me. Cause I'm like, if I have to sit through this woman again, crying, I'm going to lose my mind. And it's fake crying. That's not it's real crying. Totally, it's if anything, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. If it's real crying, it's that she's just so humiliated and feels like such an idiot. And she should. So those tears are warranted. Kevin says production did ask if you want to speak with the experts and you said no. And she's like, I was upset with the experts. And now we see never seen before, never before seen footage of her flipping out that the experts are not there. And this may be mark it down. The only time I've ever agreed with Alyssa where she's screaming mm-hmm. at the producers, where the fuck are the experts? Why are <laughs> That's what we here? were doing. Where are they? And she tells the producers, she doesn't want to talk to the experts because she hates them yeah okay all right if you are over 20 years old no if you're over 15 Mm -hmm. and your response when you're uncomfortable or you're upset with somebody is i hate you i i don't know how to help you from yeah that moment on because that's something 10 year olds say i hate you i hate this i hate your stupid face That's kind of how she sounds. Unless you're me and you're having a breakdown because your kids are acting up and you hate everything in life and you're crying in your car. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. That's different. Yeah, that's in the privacy of your car. (laughs) You're in your car breakdown. That's warranted. Yes. Mom breakdowns are warranted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So she says they lost her trust when they didn't give her what she wanted. Now, you know, my theory is what she wanted is ripped from Yellowstone. Cole calls her to just walk out. And he was busy. He was busy. <laughs> so now we see them on divorce day when Chris is saying, you know, I want a divorce and she's crying. Kev asked them, like, what have you learned? And Alyssa says she has learned to be mindful of what she says. And Chris says, uh, I'm doing really well. I'm living my best life over here. I'm dating mm-hmm. and now I know what I really want. And I've just learned, you know, what I want, what I don't want. And he kind of looks at her. Yeah. So that's it. So then we go into my favorite couple, Stephen and Noy. Yay. So Kevin says to Stephen Noy, like, you guys made this look easy. How did this happen? Totally Not different. Really? Totally different. <laughs> like, tone shift from his his anger towards Alyssa. Kev's like all chill now because his boy Steve's Mm -hmm. out here. So they both kind of say some variation of like, we came in this with true intentions, the desire to be married. They talk a little bit about when Noi told Steve that she was falling in love with him and Steve kind of went, oh, thank you. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah, that's nice. He says he was caught off guard and he would have handled it better. But like only a few days later, he told her he loved her during the picnic back in Boston, Mm -hmm. if you remember. So they are still together. They're still happy. Noi does not know how she feels about taking Steve's last name, because let's not forget her name will be Noi Moy. Noi Moy. Noi kept her apartment and she stays there once in a while. So, okay. So they're not, so they have just an apartment in Boston. That they're not mm-hmm. renting out. 
that she's staying in one night a week, they're fucking loaded. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Boston is expensive as far as I've heard. Like, let's just say you get married and you move in with someone else. Would you be able to afford to just keep the apartment you're in right now? Just keep it empty. No. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And it's not like we're talking about Scranton, Pennsylvania. Like Boston is expensive. It is expensive. Yeah. From what I've heard. Yeah. So they just have an empty apartment sitting there. They're loaded. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they are doing marriage counseling, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we turn to Steve's job and he says he's still not working, but he's laid everything out for her and she seems fine with it. She seems fine. He probably showed her like the bank statement, mm-hmm. like bitch, come down. Yep. He also says that he got into crypto early on. Of course he did. Of course he's of course a crypto he bro. <laughs> okay. So he's loaded. They talk about having a baby within the next year. Then Sriracha comes out, which I was really mm-hmm. happy to see Sriracha. Did Sriracha and lose weight? I don't know. Sriracha looks the amazing. The face was though. so thin and mm-hmm. like... The, the makeup is on point. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. So we see a clip where Sriracha is drilling Steve about his job. And one thing I liked about this is Sriracha asked Steve, well, what do you want to do? Like, mm-hmm. what will make you happy? Like, she seems to be the only one who was like, don't just do something because Noi tells you to do it. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do with your life? So Steve's like, you know, trying to combat this with trying to avoid answering it. Sriracha now tells Kevin she has come around to Steve and Noy together and she's very happy for Noy. And she says, here's the thing, though. Noy has trouble saying how she feels. And Steve Mm -hmm. can come off as condescending, which I could totally see that. Yeah, I could totally see that. She says Steve comes off like he's scolding a child and she Sriracha's like, it's not intentional. But it can come off that way sometimes. Steve's like, of course. He's like, I recognize that. I accept it. I hear it. And I will work on it and be better. Of course. Yeah. So then we talk a little bit about, it's stupid, but we talk about Sriracha's fame. And she says, look, (laughs) I'm just like enjoying it. The present. Like I'm not, you know, whatever. And then Kevin says, well, I really admire how you look out for your sister. And Sriracha goes, I look out for both of them. That so was I thought nice. that was really nice. Yeah. So yeah. they're in a good place. Let's put a pin on yes. them in them. They're good. Now let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about Jasmine and Michael who are not in a good place. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay. All right, Jasmine and Michael. All right. So Kevin tells us that it's been five months since decision day. So this is where the reunion is taking place. And before welcoming Jasmine and Michael, that's what he says. So they then come in and they're sitting really close together. And I'm just like, okay, so this is good. Let's see what what happens here. So they talk about their wedding day. Jasmina says she loved their wedding day. And mm-hmm. Michael talks about how um, nervous he was meeting her. And we see footage and flashbacks on the wedding day. Michael seeing her for the first time. She, he was like, his, I don't know, his breath was taken away. You know, he was yep. just like, wow. He just kept saying, wow. And Jasmina was crying before walking down the aisle. And she kind of got it together really last minute after she was walking literally because she was yeah. a mess. She wanted to puke. She wanted to run. It was crazy. Yes. 
And then it was like, but look, they're sitting close together. They're clearly still friends. I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. And then we see clips where Jasmina talks about not liking Michael's tone and saying it was aggressive. And what Michael said is 100% what some people perceive Black men to be, to be intimidating by being angry or threatening. So I get why, as a Black man, he felt like that's not the right word to use, especially on TV, Mm -hmm. because you're just reinforcing that stereotype. So I understood him, his frustration in that moment. And he does speak to that. And says so like, look, don't you see that as a black man, how that would come off? And she's like, well, I'm a black woman. So I know. And I'm like, Jasmina, I get where you're coming from, but it's not just the two of you. It's also TV. And this is how it's right. going to be cast. But yeah, but Jasmina just doubles down on the word aggressive. She's like, no, yep. I stand by it. That's how I felt. Your tone was aggressive. So she just kept reiterating that. So I was like, okay, we're not moving anywhere. From it's a this. hill she has chosen to die on for some reason. Yeah. Okay. So then we learned that after that incident, they went a month without speaking at all. Mm-hmm. Because he says he was worried that no matter what he said, she was going to perceive it as him being aggressive. And we saw so that. We saw that. We saw that. Mm-hmm. They weren't talking. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until the blindfold exercise that Dr. Viviano gave them that they had a breakthrough. And then after that, we saw them that they were actually having a good time laughing Mm -hmm. and playing together so that really was helpful for them Mm -hmm. so they ended up getting along after that moment and they ended up enjoying each other so it wasn't as terrible as it was in the beginning so we get flashbacks on decision day and deciding they both decided to stay married so kevin asked if they are still together then we cut to commercial because of course they do of course only to reveal without no, because sometimes they always do a little backtrack where they mm-hmm. ask the question again. No, they didn't bother. Nope. Nope. We're not together. <laughs> like, they what? come back and, and they're like mid-sentence. Nope. Not happening. Nope, not <laughs> happening. And I'm like, okay, so for the other couple, you mm-hmm. totally confused us and mm-hmm. like went back like five minutes <laughs> with this. You just go, nope, we're not. Yeah. And I was like, duh. Yeah. So after 12 days from decision day, this is what we learned. He calls Jasmina, so Michael calls Jasmina and said that things weren't working. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel he was getting anything from that marriage. And he said he wanted to be married. So that's why he said yes on decision day. But mm-hmm. this clearly wasn't a good fit for him. There was yeah. no romance. Right. And just Jasmina claims she was putting in more effort than he was. And she says that she wouldn't say that without receipts. So then she tells us, that she would text him every single day to have a conversation. He went over her place one time and they got into a huge nasty argument. And basically she was done with him after that argument. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I wish I could see that argument. I know, of course we can't. And Kevin kept telling Michael, you were just a friend. It was never going to happen. So he was like, we all knew this. I've been saying this for up for weeks. Like he's been friend zoned so hard. Like you're Mm -hmm. never getting out of there. Once a woman is like, my pussy don't get wet for you. You're done, dude. No. You're done. Um, so um, then Kevin, I wanted to say this because Kevin then dropped some truth bombs and he said that when he saw them together, he thought Michael found his wife, but that she's not into him. And I was like, yes, yes. that is exactly what I thought. Like I knew that from the I have team. a hard time being team Jasmina. Like I like Jasmine. I have nothing against like her, but her, I'm yeah. team Michael here. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't know. I I shouldn't say that because I don't know what the aggressive conversation was. Like, right. I don't know what happened there because it's not like they were being filmed for a TV show or anything. So why would we have that footage of him being aggressive? <laughs> exactly. But apparently she was saying like that she would compliment him. And we did see that. She's like, oh, you look nice today. Look at your mm-hmm. muscles. But he was never giving her compliments. And women do live off of water compliments and mm-hmm. shopping, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we live off. That's what we um, put in our <laughs> empty heads. Yeah. <laughs> so she punctuates that segment by saying that he's a great friend. And she, yeah. he goes like, what does that mean? Like, that's so mean. <laughs> so Kevin is asking like, so are you dating or anything? And she gives a little smirk and she claims she isn't. She said that she's open to dating, but isn't actually pursuing it. Whereas Michael said he's starting to move on. And, you know, after a lot of prodding, he admits someone has piqued his interest, but it's no one's significant. So they've moved mm-hmm. on. So they're good friends, but 
it's not like Jasmine is going to weigh in on his dating life because she is his ex-wife after all. So. Do you think that Michael's hooking up with Alyssa? <laughs> oh, God, why? <laughs> oh, I hate her so much. Um, this made me sad. Obviously, I like them. They seem to still have a nice banter with one another. I think they're good friends because the fact yeah. that they were still sitting so close together, it gave me the impression that they were either good friends at a good point in the relationship mm-hmm. or maybe together but I doubted that they were going to stay together I was like this is yeah. not happening there was just nothing there they were friends yeah. and that was it but I think mm-hmm. that she she just shut him down real early and mm-hmm. maybe that was justified maybe it wasn't we don't know we'll never know because again they were on tv show and we didn't get the footage mm-hmm. but I mean, whatever happened rolling all day but we don't see yeah it. whatever happened in that initial fight Mm-hmm. like turn her, her off. off and she mm-hmm. was like i'm done okay now we're, we've come to the end of <laughs> civilization <laughs> yeah oh lord i don't know how i even feel about this so just go ahead i'm gonna mute myself because i you have to scream. throw up okay <laughs> i might scream kevin intro i love that kevin intros them by saying let's find out which part of the roller coaster they're on today so here they come mark and Lindsay. So we rewatched their wed- wedding and Lindsay says she really loved Mark on the honeymoon. She thought he was a strong partner. She trusted him. She felt like he defended her so well. And Mark chimes in and he's like, you know, I agree. We had like a natural chemistry. It was there right from the start, whatever. We get a montage now of Lindsay saying various forms of I'm done. I'm done. I'm over this. I'm out. It's over, whatever. And Kevin's like, was that a mistake? And Lindsay says, she had two sides to Mark. Off camera, he was just completely not present and was tied to his phone. Mm-hmm. On camera, he's mocked the shock, you know? He claims, look, yes, I was on my phone a lot, but like once I found out it bothered you, I kept it at bay and I put it away, whatever. Mark says, I really tried to pick my battles with him, with her. And Kevin says, can you, Lindsay own up to your part in this here and she's like yeah i mean i i wish i didn't say some of these things now again we have no footage of the bowling alley no footage of we have the footage but i mean they're not replaying it for mark why the the tiny balls i want to see tiny balls and i want to see his reaction to it Mm -hmm. maybe next week they'll show it maybe i hope to god All right. So Kevin's like, why did you stay married on decision day, Mark, if this was such a fucking nightmare for you? And Lindsay pipes up and she says, we were a team and he supported me. And Mark said, I had no idea where we would be day to day. Like it was impossible to plan anything because have you seen what I'm working with here? (laughs) And then in that last week, it seemed good. And I saw a glimpse of what it could be. Guys, pro tip. Don't ever marry anyone because you see a glimpse of what it could be. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Take it from me who's been there. I've been there. Yeah. I've done it. The whole not. thing like, well, I could change him. No, you can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know what I know his potential better than he knows it. No, no, just you know. get, walk away right now. Kevin says, okay, Lindsay. So are you still Mrs. Mock the shock? And she says, absolutely not. Now, here's what we get what happened. Mark says, we both worked on the house. He has this like multi-generational home he keeps talking Mm -hmm. about that houses three families, I guess. So would that be a triplex? Yes. So it's probably what I'm thinking, like two floors, one is split in half, and then the other one is the whole. Yeah. So we worked on our house, and then we had a big fight, and threats were made. Threats were made, Kev. And it spiraled from there. And it was some of the worst arguments I've ever had. Lindsay says she is unbelievable. I'm telling you right now. She's like, I don't know. Mark just decided one day he didn't want me. And he's like, I'm going to change the locks and I'm going to make you pay rent. And I was stunned. I feel like we missed a lot of steps. A lot of steps. (laughs) So we come back to Mark and he's like, when you tell a story, first of all, someone needs to teach Mark how to argue because he should (laughs) have just been like, you are fucking lying. Let's talk about what led up to that. Yeah. He doesn't say that. 
He says, when you tell a story, you don't tell it correctly. Okay. That's called lying, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, you went for my throat in every single fight and you got in my face and you were very threatening. And he says, I was picked on a lot as a kid and I would put Lindsay up on top for bullying. Wow. I was like, wow. holy shish kebab. That, that is, is strong. That is strong. Again, this woman, I don't believe she is evil, but she needs intense fucking therapy. She doesn't know how to respect other people's boundaries. No, nope. she's all about like, you can't do this to me, but I could do whatever I want to you. And it yes. doesn't work that way. Yeah. And she's just, if she feels the slightest bit threatened, she attacks. And her father said that, like if mm-hmm. your future father, another pro tip guys, if you're at your wedding and your spouse's father is like, um, you need Good to luck. like sleep with a gun under your pillow, run, yeah. run. Or they're good. like too excited about you taking them off their hands. Yeah, that's a run. So Kevin says, Lindsay, you get mad and you burn down the house. Like you're the type of person that'll get pissed off and burn down the house. Is that is that fair? And Lindsay says, I need a strong man who will stand up for me. Oh, stand up to me. Mm-hmm. Who who does who is like I need somebody to discipline me? I mean, unless it's like a Friday night and you're drunk. I who mean, is... a BDSM relationship. <laughs> this She's is like for me, Daddy. I thought Mark was that. I didn't realize he was only using me to help him refurnish his home. Okay. <laughs> now she pulls out a letter. Here's exactly what I've written down. Oh my God. That letter was like, is she reading it? Does she memorize it? What is happening? Because I was like looking down and taking notes. And then I'm like, wait, yeah. is she reading? She's looking mm-hmm. up at him though. Mm-hmm. Does she memorize this? What is happening? I just wrote down. Now she pulls out a letter about how much she improved his life and how she gave him the Lindsay effect. Oh my God. She's a maniac. She's a maniac. I hope you use the Lindsay effect <sighs> to your best abilities. It's ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. So Mark says, just because you helped me, The horrible things don't just get washed away. Like we had fights that were unhealthy and explosive. Now Mm -hmm. I want to point something out that Mark, again, misses an opportunity to say. Yes, he had bed bugs. Yes, Mm -hmm. his landlord, who was like a mother to him, stopped talking to him. Probably because of her. (laughs) He lost his job. Is it a coincidence that all of this happened after Lindsay came into his life? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the job thing might have been tied to him being on the show, but they were like, we don't want any part of this. Maybe. And then the landlord thing was probably because of Lindsay. They were like, I don't want to deal with this. Right. I just feel like. And then the cat killed itself because it was like, I can't deal with this bitch. Well, the cat probably was (laughs) super stressed out about moving in with Lindsay's cats. Yeah. We we talked about this. You don't move a cat, especially an elderly cat, but whatever. Um, I just feel like the the two things are not mutually exclusive. Like Mark's life falling completely apart and Lindsay coming into his life. There are some people that come into your life just to cause chaos yes. so that they could yes. quote unquote help you. Yes. And I and think they do that. They destroy your life so they could help you and take credit for it. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So now we hear that Lindsay's moving to Palo Alto and she took a new job. And she says, this is very telling. She says she does better the further from her family she is. Now, I don't know her. Now, I'm not saying that people don't have toxic families and need to flee them immediately. Mm -hmm. But if that's the case, you don't normally take pride in that and announce it on national television. Yeah. So the fact that she said that was really shitty to her family, who's Mm -hmm. not there to defend themselves. I don't like that. She also says that she values intellect. Mm-hmm. okay so kevin's like are you saying mark's not smart and she's like no mark's not an intellectual and i i just wrote apparently all of boston is stupid too stupid for Lindsay." because <laughs> then she starts talking about how smart she is i can't yeah. with her like the the most steve is a good example of this the most intelligent people i've ever met in my life never talk about how smart they are yeah the most well-traveled and confident people I've met in my life never talk about that kind of stuff. They don't brag about it because no. they did it. They don't need to prove anything to anyone. 
Correct. Exactly. So Wait, that's another thing, like going uh, circling back to Alyssa, the whole, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. You're not a good person. That no, is you, why you're constantly you saying say it. it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay's like, I'm super smart. I need a man who's smart. I've always dated men who are smarter with me. That's why I find myself with engineers because I've never done, I always do better with intellect than creative types. And as a creative type, fuck you. How about yeah. that? Because yeah, intellect you know, and creativity can coexist. You fucking asshole. How about that? Jersey. Okay. I write fiction. I make up stories, bitch. Exactly. How dare you? We are, as creatives, we are pissed. We are pissed at you. I'm suing you. So Mark says he's doing okay. He just passed the firefighter test. He's really happy about that. Maybe that's why he lost weight for that. Maybe, maybe. And he's doing well, but doesn't want to date anyone. And Kevin's like, will you ever be friends? And Lindsay's like, nope. And Mark's like, I wish you the fucking best. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Then we have next time on. All right. So next time on. The experts are here. They're back. Alyssa feels attacked and starts crying. I was told I could come out here and not be attacked and I'm a good person. Okay. Jasmina and Michael fight. Pepper tells Lindsay, when you lash out, you hit fucking bone. Like it is Mm -hmm. no joke. Um, Alyssa's a good person in case you missed that Mm -hmm. one. And Mark is crying. And the entire cast, including her buddy O, is telling Lindsay to apologize to him. Yeah. Who knows what she says? She's looking like she won't. And I just wrote, she's a goddamn nightmare. And I need her off my screen and in the therapist's office immediately. Do you think they show the tiny balls clip at that moment? And they're like, you need to apologize for that. Yes. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking happened. Um, so that's it. I mean, any closing thoughts on this? Any surprises? I'm not surprised that Lindsay and Mark are not together or that Jasmine and Mike aren't together. Um, it's just, I'm a little surprised that Owen and Katina are still apparently together. Yeah, I don't see that lasting. Because he's like, a ref- it's like he watched the show. He took all the advice or all the criticism and was like, I'm going to come prepared for the reunion and say all this shit that people want to hear from me. Here's what's going to happen. He, he probably is going to behave himself 90% of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to say something and all of, you know, all of uh, Katina's girlfriends are in her ear. Like, yeah. Dude, uh, this is not good. So she's probably fighting against that. He's going to do something and she's just going to be like, okay, I'm done. Like she's going to leave. She's going to be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she could do better. Yeah, I think do better again. I say this all the time. I think Olajuwon is teachable. I think he's a good human. I just think that he doesn't. He's not reformed women. now. Mm-mm. Not right now. He still needs a lot of work. Yeah. He doesn't respect women. He needs to be in therapy and talking about why he was sleeping with every woman he knew and then throwing them in the trash. Like there, that's a problem. Yeah. That says more about himself. Um, yes. Just insecurity and all of that. And yeah. he, I think he validated his self-worth by the amount of women he was betting basically. He's, he has a real problem with women. There's, yeah. there's something, something is there. You know what there's I mean? Like they're play things to him, or at least they were yeah. when he was Isaac. Yeah. So he, for his entertainment. I do think that he could be a good man. And I think he could have a good life, but he needs to work on that first. And that's, fixable. I don't think that he's reformed now. I think no. that he could be, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. now this is all him just spitting out the verbiage that, you know, it, people were just throwing at him that he should behave like, and he's just like, yeah, this is me now. No, it's not. Yeah. Maybe that's why she was kind of like not too convinced. I don't know. Yeah, something something weird. There. There's mm-hmm. some weird editing thing going on in that segment. All right, so we'll be back next week with part two of this mm-hmm. dumpster fire. Can't wait! Can't wait to see. I think we see a little bit of Lindsay and the experts going at it, and I hope they really fucking put her in her place. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. I think Pepper will. Mm-hmm. You know, Viviana will kind of be like, "Whoa," but Pepper will be like, "Listen here." Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
All right. So why don't you tell everyone where they can find you aside from being passed out somewhere in Manhattan? <laughs> aside from finding me on a sidewalk passed out and, you know, the theater district, you can find me at Sinister Girls. We have um, Rhythm Tribe is the band, the new episode that came out yesterday, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. They performed live. We have a whole bunch of other bands coming on that I can't say. I don't want to say it until it's recorded because of course. I've had issues where we've been like, we had the time set and everything. And then last minute, they're like, oh, let's change of plan. So mm-hmm. once it's in the can, then I could announce it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have an old some exciting. Reference. Yeah, I have some mm-hmm. exciting people coming on. So yeah, okay, follow cool. me at Sinister Girls. I post pictures of like different shows that I go to of me stalking celebrities you know the usual i'm gonna like post pictures of me like making my kids beds (laughs) uh weeding the garden starching some shirts not that i would ever know how to start your shirt i'm lying about that completely all right um and i'm at gen x this is why and we're doing little house on the prairie but this week we're doing shawshank redemption which i just watched before i got on here with you oh wow love it so much um, so I'm at Gen X. This is why you can also follow us on our writer accounts. If you want, I'm at Amy Archer writer and you're at author, author, Leslie DJ. Yeah. All, all of that is in the show notes. And of course, yes. follow six degrees of reality TV. Please share our podcast. Leave us a review. Do something. Help us, you know, kind of, uh, we're almost at 14. The words, you guys, come on, please. 13 is so unlucky. Get us yeah. at 14. Who's our 14th listener? Who will it be? Okay. I did get get a nice, I did get a nice email from one of our listeners who's on a boat somewhere in the Chesapeake Bay reading my book. So I thought that was really great. Oh, that's so nice. Had a bookmark that just said Mark's tiny balls. So I was really, (laughs) two worlds colliding there. Oh, that's beautiful to me. I love that. Oh, a shout out to Jonah Fisher and Angela Kinsey. I love them and I love The Office. Yay! Yay. (laughs) All right, guys. So thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.